Welcome to the award-winning show, Holding Down the Fort, brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth. A podcast show that focuses on sustaining a fulfilling, a purposeful military life through conversation and community building. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and creator of Holding Down the Fort. And I'm Jenny Lynn Stroop, a seasoned military spouse, mom of two boys, and your co-host. Together, we'll converse with special guests from the military community and for the community to share knowledge, resources, and relevant stories on how we can best hold down the fort for ourselves and our loved ones. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Jen Amos here. I have some extremely exciting news. Holding Down the Fort, brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth, will be attending Mill Spouse Fest this Thursday, September 16th at Hampton Roads, Virginia. So this conversation is all about Mill Spouse Fest, in which we had the opportunity to talk to the new director, Julie Shepard. And so please enjoy today's conversation. And hey, if you happen to be in Hampton Roads, September 16th, this Thursday, we would love to see you at the event. Again, we are going to be the Holding Down the Fort booth. I'm going to have something really fun for you all to look forward to when you visit our booth. So I hope to see you there. The event will be taking place at Sheraton Norfolk Waterside Hotel. And there are actually going to be two events to accommodate the availability of our military spouses. So the first event is going to take place from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then the second event is going to take place later in the afternoon from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Either way, I will be there along with my husband, Scott, and our colleague, Trevor, at the Holding Down the Fort booth. We would love to see you all drop by. We'll be there for both events. And yeah, so can't wait. <laughs> so this conversation will elaborate more on Mill Spouse Fest. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and check the show notes of this episode to get your free ticket today to attend Mill Spouse Fest. Or you can just sign up directly on their website, millspousefest.com. All right, without further ado, please enjoy today's conversation. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the award-winning podcast show, Holding Down the Fort Podcast. I sound like a broadcaster there just now. That was funny. I'm Jen Amos, your creator and co-host. And of course, as always, I have my co-host, Jenny Lynch Troop with me, active duty military spouse for 12 plus years, mom of two boys, mental health advocate. Jenny Lynn, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here today. Looking forward to this conversation. Yes, and I am as well because we have been in talks of bringing this organization onto our show for some time now. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. We have with us the director of Mill Spouse Fest, Julie Shepard. Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here and talk with everyone today. Yeah, absolutely. And so Jenny Lynn, just real quickly, give us some background on what compelled you to bring Julie onto our show. I know there was a lot going on. And from what I understand, Julie is the new director of Mill Spouse Fest. So give us a little context for our listeners to know kind of like what had to be done to lead up to this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Many things. Well, my first experience with Mill Spouse Fest was as an attendee in 2019, when they did in-person conferences. And it's just a really fun day for fellow Mill Spouse to get together and learn things and be in community and eat and get swag and do all of the things we love to do 
when we are kid free and get to hang out. And so I really enjoyed my time at the one in San Diego last year. They were fabulous at pivoting from doing in-person events to all virtual to still be able to get spouses together. And I attended one of the virtual ones as well. And then through the organization I work for, I have been a part of each Mill Spouse Fest in 2021, presenting for Cohen Veterans Network and running a booth. And I've really enjoyed being kind of behind the scenes on Mill Spouse Fest as far as like getting to be a participant as a military spouse for military spouses. And so I've been really looking forward to having Mill Spouse Fest on because I think what they do is really a good, fun uplift for our community. And so I'm so glad Julie could join us today. Yeah. And so Julie, welcome to Holding Down the Fort, as we mentioned. And tell us a little bit about your background being the new director of Mill Spouse Fest. What were you kind of doing pre Mill Spouse Fest and now, you know, as a director of Mill Spouse Fest? So that's a really interesting story. And I definitely want to talk about that. But before I forget, I want to share that the first exposure I had to Mill Spouse Fest was also in San Diego, but in 2018, we lived out there and I attended my first in-person event. So Go Mill Spouse Fest in San Diego. <laughs> so I'm a Navy spouse of 25 years with two kids, and we've lived all over the globe. I've spent a lot of time in the Alexandria, Virginia area, and I am all about building community for our military families and helping with military family children education advocacy work. So that's sort of how I found my way into this role, actually from connections that I had, networking I did when I was in San Diego. I was a part of the San Diego Regional Chamber of Commerce, and that's how I found myself getting connected with Blue Star Families. It's another partner of Mill Spouse Fest, and the senior director of Spouse Force had reached out to me and asked me to apply for the job. And I wasn't looking for a job. And then I was getting ready to PCS. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who are military families, you know how this goes. So I, <laughs> I took the job and PCS all in the same month. So it was definitely a crazy time in my life. But like Jenny mentioned with community, about the events, that is what I primarily do. I run another social media group for military spouses in the national capital region. And so that is where I've spent a lot of my time cultivating and making sure resources are connected to our military families in the area. So that's one of my best parts that I like to do. Yeah. Well, thank you for the background and the introduction. It sounds like you are just absolutely invested in our community. And do you have anything to say about just being a spouse for 25 years? I mean, has it felt like that long? Are you surprised it's been 25 years? I'm just curious, like, you know, I mean, I feel like Jenny Lynn's like halfway there if she, if, if her and Matthew decided to stay in for that long, but like any thoughts or reflections on just your time as a military spouse? So when I first got together and my husband, we got married, it was a while ago and he got orders to go to Japan and we were engaged and we weren't sure when we were going to get married. And he said, he called me up. I was in college. He said, if I have to go to Japan, will you still marry me? Mm. And I said, of course I will still marry you. So I wasn't finished with my degree and we had to move over to Japan and I had to figure out through the University of Maryland Asian Division College, how to finish the 18 credits. So it took me 18 months to fit, to finish all 18 of those credits. We were pretty young when we got together and we didn't have kids for another six years. So I don't know. Does it feel long? Some days it feels very long. <laughs> 
And other days it's like, that feels like that just happened yesterday. But my little tip about that is like, I could make it through that tour. I was 23 years old living in Japan and my service member was forward deployed and I was there for one month and he went out on deployment and I lived out in town in an apartment by myself. So everything, every tour after that was easy. Wow. Which part of Japan did you live in? Because I was born in Yokosuka, Japan. And that was like a special place for me, (laughs) I think, like even living off base in the apartment and, you know, just enjoying kind of the Japanese culture out there and everything. But I'm curious which part of Japan you lived in. So we were stationed there twice. The first time we were at Atsugi and he was with one of the squadrons on the air wing. And we were there for 18 months, lived in three places in 18 months. That was fun. And the second time we went back, we were on Yokosuka. So I really enjoyed our time there. I took Japanese through the University of Maryland Asian Division. I traveled around quite a bit. So going back the second time, even though I had two under three when we got there, it didn't feel as difficult because I knew the country and the culture. So I was really able to experience it and travel with the kids I love that. I feel like for me at that time, I was probably eight or nine years old when we were living off base and I cycled like from our our apartment all the way to on base, like on my own. And it never crossed my mind to be afraid for my life. (laughs) And I remember like cycling kind of like, or bicycle, I don't know if you call it cycling, if it's like a little bicycle for a kid, but like, I remember kind of like going over the railroads and like through the tunnels, like the long tunnels under the mountains, but it just didn't cross my mind to be afraid, you know? And so I definitely have a lot of pleasant memories from, you know, being in Yokosuka, Japan. So I think that's really cool that you were stationed there twice. <laughs> yeah. My youngest doesn't remember because he was two and a half when we moved back to the States, but my oldest does. And, you know, they still talk about like, hello kitty. And some of the other stuff we've talked about, maybe going over there. Hello kitty land. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love it. I found it fascinating that Julie said anything after 23 living alone in Japan felt easy. It caused me to pause and think about if I had the same view on having been a military spouse for 12 years, if after our first year, everything felt easy, I was like, "Hmm, I don't know that I would have the same story. Although I will say our first year was one that was a lot of I mean, in a lot of ways, some things have felt easier since after our first year. Matthew left on our first wedding anniversary for pretty much four years straight. So, you know, I had a four month old and, you know, he left and did OCS and then training and then underways and then deployment and then deployment. And so we really spent kind of the first five years of our marriage not together. And so in some ways it's been easier after that in other ways, you know there are things that have definitely been harder than that first year where we were just gearing up for stuff, right? Like when we were actually in this stuff, it felt more difficult, but Mm -hmm. I think that's great, Julie, that you think that living in an apartment in Japan at 23 (laughs) made the other things easier to handle. I guess what I mean is that I had really no understanding of what it was going to be like to be a military spouse and Mm. not having the support and Mm. understanding of resources that I had to learn and reach out and do my own networking to be self-sufficient is what really more I meant about everything else was easy. Like then I had a little bit more of a baseline of what to expect. Oh, for sure. Yes, absolutely. In that context, for sure. The longer we've been in and the more resources 
that have been available definitely in many ways and community, which is what you do at Mills Boss Fest so well. I mean, community is huge and having, you know, I'm sure moving over at 23 and not knowing anybody like, oof. and now you like run the largest like military spouse group probably, and also <laughs> run Mills Boss Fest. Like community is huge for this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly why we have Mills Boss Fest. <laughs> and we hold this great segue, Jenny, to talk about our events. So I, I do what I can. I'm, I'm I know. Play. Yeah. And then one thing I just want to add is I, I just want to kind of put emphasis on sort of that, like a rite of passage, a military spouse, right? To like realize like, oh, I have to be self-sufficient, but I don't have to do this life alone. Right. And so here we are now talking about Mill Spouse Fest and really emphasizing the value of community building, like what Jenny Lynn and I always talk about on the show, you know, hence why you know, we have you on here, Julie. So, you know, for me, only hearing about this through what Jenny Lynn has told me and what I've looked up online, I'm just really excited now to, you know, hear it directly from you, Julie, and more about Mill Spouse Fest and all the exciting events that are taking place in the upcoming weeks. So let's go ahead and dive into that. And I'm actually curious on this end, because apparently, I think like when you guys first started, you were called Military One Click. And I know that you're the new director now, but can you tell us a little bit about the founding of Military Spouse Fest, having started as Military One Click? Right. So back in our early days, when I was not associated with them, this was founded by military spouses essentially sitting around a kitchen table with an idea about how to connect spouses to the resources that they need to help be successful. So that, hence the military one click, it was one click and you can find what you need. Mm -hmm. After a while, they decided, oh, let's have a male spouse fest. So then they had military one click was putting on Mill Spouse Fest. The founder had decided to sell off the business several years ago. We've been bought and sold a few times, but right now we are owned by Recurrent Ventures. They are a media brand. And Jenny Lynn knows that because she's friends with the editor of Task and Purpose, who we do a lot of work with. Mm. So I'm really thrilled to be with Recurrent and see where we can go taking our modern network for military spouses and moving that into more of a digital space, taking the lessons we've learned from COVID and our virtual events and really being able to create a really good solid product for 2022. So stay tuned for what's coming up next. But what we're talking about right now is our in-person events. We're really excited to be going back in person for our first in-person event since COVID. That's going to be September 16th at the Sheraton Waterside right here in Norfolk, Virginia, where right in Jenny Lynn's in my backyard. So we have two events that day, 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And you know what? It's free. It's free for military spouses to attend. So we offer fun, friendship, fellowship, and food, and lots of free prizes. <laughs> I love it. I'm curious to know why you chose two different times for the day, like 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., as opposed to, let's say, like an all-day event. So we really like to capture all parts of the segment of the mill spouse community. And we know that there's folks that work and they won't be able to attend unless we offer an evening event. And then there's other folks that have kids in school and they want to be able to come when their kids are in school. And just a side note, we are an inclusive group. So we're for all military spouses, whether you have kids, don't have kids, man, woman, non-binary, all of it. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. And I think one thing I'm most excited about too is the fact that it is, it is in Norfolk, Virginia, considering how my husband and I have lived in Virginia Beach for about two and a half years. And if anyone listened to a previous episode on Holding Down the Four, I gave my recent keynote speech about how I'm technically homeless right now trying to figure out like where my life's going to be next. Although I do know, I do know, and our listeners are in for a treat for that. But there's a high probability I plan on visiting you guys on the day of Mill Spouse Fest, which I'm you know really excited about. But really cool to know that you know for a community that it seems like a lot of the work we do is virtual or through Zoom, which I feel like, you know, when COVID happened, we didn't really skip a beat. It seemed like we all were doing just fine in a sense, except for maybe dealing with kids at home and because they couldn't go to school. But other than that, you know, I'm just excited to do something in person and see, you know, all of you guys in person and, you know, share that communal spirit in person, as opposed to doing it in these online groups and all and what have you all the time. Jenny Lynn, I wanted to ask your opinion, like, you know, what are you most excited about, I think, for doing this in-person event, considering how, as I mentioned earlier, you know, especially during COVID, a lot of what we have been doing for community building has been online. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to this one because it's in my backyard, like Julie said. <laughs> Two, it offers me an opportunity to work with my Cohen Veterans Network colleagues because it's in Virginia Beach. I get to work with the Virginia Beach Cohen Clinic staff from a work standpoint. And I just, I mean, I just love people. There is very rarely a time when I don't really enjoy being in community and meeting new people. And on that, like, I just want to share, Julie talked about how Mill Spouse Fest is all inclusive. The one that I attended in person in San Diego, the very best story for me that came out of that one is that they asked a question or something about, you know, how'd you find out about Mill Spouse Fest? What brought you here today? And the lone male in the room raised his hand and said, these ladies brought me, I was their Uber driver and they were telling me where I was taking them. And I told them I was a military spouse. And so they invited me to join them. And so here's this Uber driver who's a military (laughs) spouse, you know, doing his like, you know, second job or whatever, who got invited by other military spouses to come and join the fun. And I just think that's not only the spirit of mill spouse fest, but like the spirit of military spouse community in general. And it just made me so extraordinarily happy, like to hear that story. So for any men listening that are military spouses, you are in fact, very welcome. Even if you are the Uber driver who happens to be driving some women to the Norfolk Sheraton or any of the other in-person events, please, please come. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny, for sharing that story. That is fantastic. Can I share a couple of other things we've got like in the hopper? Yes, please. So I don't know whether you guys get our newsletter or not, but we brought on a brand new digital media manager and we are working on a campaign to rename our newsletter. And that is actually going out in tomorrow night's edition. And we're giving away a prize that's sponsored by our Riveter for their Naomi Clutch. So you got to read our newsletter. You can go on to millspousefest.com and take a look at that. So I'm excited to see the direction we're going in there and tagging on to that, which is going to lead us into our conversation about our virtual events that we're still holding, is that we're focusing in October on military spouse employment and careers, because we all know this is one of the most important issues for military spouses. So it's near and dear to my heart. And that's our focus for our October event, which is October 5th. So Mm -hmm. we still have plenty of spots left to sign up for that day. 
Awesome. Fantastic. I love how you guys have so much going on and you really, you know, stand true to what you do, which is really providing resources to military spouses and that community uh, building aspect as well. And also just a comment on what Jenny Lynn shared about, you know, the spouse having happened to be male. I think that's what I love the most about the word spouse, like military spouse, is that it is inclusive. Like, yes, on the surface, it looks like it's a lot of women, but in reality, we've interviewed a male military spouse on the show, Matthew Shanks, and his company, you know, Covey, like, there's very much diversity, you know, in this community. And so I'm just glad to, you know, continue to have that kind of representation and bring light to that, that this is not just like, you know, you don't just think about a female, you know, in the spouse role, it could be a male, it could be everything else that we had kind of mentioned earlier, that just the fact of how inclusive it is. Awesome. Well, you know, as I mentioned, it sounds like you guys are doing incredible work and continue to do so. You have to tell me, Julie, there must be other upcoming events that we want our listeners to know. So feel free to share. In addition to everything you shared so far, I know that there's probably other upcoming events that you want to let our listeners know that are available to the community. So what else do we have going on with Millspouse Fest? We have a really busy schedule. Once we start September 16th in Norfolk, then we're October 5th as virtual, then we're in Fort Drum on October 21st. And then we go to San Diego on November 19th. And we finish out our year on December 9th with a virtual event. Awesome. Ooh, that's a lot, Jenny Lynn, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I will be a part of all of those too. So I'm with Julie on, on all of those dates. I'm happily participating and sharing about, you know, military mental health. I also love how you just kept saying the newsletter and not its name because the whole thing is it being renamed because all I can see is like the name of it in my head. I am a newsletter subscriber. I will say that if you are not a newsletter subscriber, it is probably one of the most fun that I get because not only does it announce like upcoming Mill Spouse Fest stuff, there's like this week in history that's always full of random, super fun information that would win you Trivial Pursuit games and just other fun things that keep the community connected. So definitely putting another plug in there for the newsletter. And apparently you can win an Naomi Clutch, which are awesome. I have one. Love it. It is one of my favorite <laughs> things. So... so- there's my little tickler for the rest of the events. So our Riveter has agreed to be a prize sponsor for us. So that's what they're giving out for all of our events. So another reason why you need to sign up to be eligible to win a prize. <laughs> so subscribe, y'all. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And of course, you can learn more about Mill Spouse Fest on their website, millspousefest.com to get all the details and the upcoming events. You know, for me, I'm just taking this all in and really just appreciative of the work that you know you're doing Julie as well as the team at Mill Spouse Fest and it's a good reminder that there's an active community in our community that wants to help one another I would say in a sense I said community like three times but I feel like it made sense and I like it it gives me a sense of hope and for this generation I think of military families and what have you I am curious to know now, I want to just kind of shift here and learn a little bit more. You mentioned earlier in our conversation about how you really advocate for military kids. And having been a military kid myself for the first decade, for me, unfortunately, like in the 80s and 90s, like I didn't feel like there was a lot, you know, or I wasn't even aware. And and I felt like my family wasn't necessarily aware of what was available. And so I'm curious to know, you know, what kind of advocacy you do, you know, for military kids today. Thank you. Um, It starts with a story, like all good issues, right? Mm -hmm. About why we get involved with advocacy. So we had lived in the Northern Virginia area for a good chunk of time and we got orders to go to San Diego. So I moved with a middle schooler and a rising 10th grader 
And I had not had to use the MIC-3, the Military Interstate Children's Compact, to get issues helped with placement, gifted education, 504s, and special education, the whole gamut, right? Mm -hmm. And just getting classes for the high schooler. So it was very rocky. And I got more involved that military children's education piece. I'd always been involved with my school through the PTA. It was a former PTA president. And then when I moved back one year later, back to Nova, the same community to the same school for the older one, I still had issues Mm. getting registered, getting classes. And I'm like, if I can't figure this out and I'm from here, then what else is going on with other people? So that's when I really got more involved at our county level and worked with the PTA. And I had the Fairfax Council PTA create a military families chair position to help work with the school leadership, to work with the school board, to help put supports in place with all the schools that really wanted to do this. So something special about Virginia and other states are starting to roll this out as well. They have a purple star designation. Mm. So if your school makes a commitment and it shows to new military families, your kids are going to feel welcome and included in our school building when they have this purple star designation. Then we started to partner with those groups. I partnered with the military family life counselors embedded in the schools and built a network across the county to help learn from each other and provide better supports. So that's what I did when I lived up there. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that down here because now I'm working full time. So I've kind of pivoted and supporting the community more at large. But that's one of the great things about my job at Mill Spouse Fest is I can help amplify other areas of advocacy mm. that are needed in the military family community. I love that. I mean, the key word is advocacy, right? It's like you're doing what you need for your kids to continue to have a stable environment and have a level of consistency. And it is about, you know, working at a higher level sometimes and and what have you. It's very difficult when you PCS because you don't feel a part of your community and you don't have the resources. And so that's part of the reason why I got so involved when I lived in Nova because I was from there and I knew that I could help lift up other people's voices. I could give a voice to them when they didn't have it. And I could help encourage them when it's okay to advocate because at some point we get caught up in this. Well, I can't say anything to the principal. I can't say anything to this person. I'm afraid. Well, your job is to advocate for your child and what your child needs in the school setting to be successful. And it's okay to speak up when those things happen. Oh man, that was definitely like preaching to my heart on that. Like when you PCS, everything is new and you have to build everything from the ground up, including community. One of the other reasons I am so excited to be a part of the September 16th Mill Spouse Fest event is that community. Like those are going to be people that literally live probably in my neighborhood. And if not in my actual neighborhood around my neighborhood, and I love my job. And I love that I get to work remotely. And also it means that I don't actually meet people in person all that often because I'm working or because I'm momming or because my husband's on sea duty and I'm doing all of that all at the same time. And so I just appreciate like you bring that to light and also reminding people that like there are these resources to help us advocate both for our kids and for ourselves. You know, this was sparked on something that 
you know, both Julie and I PCS within two months of each other. And it takes a while to get reset up and to, to find those foundations and to also advocate for yourself and the things that you need post PCS. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for the work you did in Northern Virginia. And I know that you're doing here in Virginia beach. I've seen it with my own eyes on the internet, (laughs) you know, helping military spouses find their voice, both for themselves and for their families. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited to be able to build that community here in the Hampton Roads area. I don't know how long we'll be here. We never do. Right. But when I go to Mill Spouse Fest, that's what I'm looking for is making new connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing I want to add is I really admire that hustle, Julie, to again, going back to the word advocacy, if our listeners are not sick of that word already, but I think there's a hint here, but I'd like to believe that your kids will thank you in the future, you know, cause I, I think about like my own experience and how it just, after a while, it just seemed like we were going through the motions. And when we transitioned out unexpectedly, I kind of stayed in that mindset of complacency and just kind of like, again, going with the motions, like, you know, hanging out with friends that wanted to be my friend, but not actually taking the initiative, you know? And so in a way, and, and I've been told this through, numerous sources of help that like, oh, you know, after the military, it seemed like you started to disappear because I guess I didn't feel like I was being advocated for in a sense. And so I think the fact that you are speaking up, speaking out, you know, you're setting a great example for other spouses, but also for your kids to know that like, no matter the time frame that you have somewhere, like you can ask, you can, you can make space for yourself. You can advocate for yourself. And so that's really the big takeaway that I'm taking from our conversation today is just your hustle, your drive, your determination, your sense of responsibility to protect your kids, to create that stability, and also for the community. And so the last question I have to ask you, Julie, is what do you do for self-care? <laughs> you know, after, <laughs> after taking care of the kids, after taking care of the community, what do you, what do, you do for yourself? That's a great question. <laughs> you see at Wegmans for coffee? <laughs> um, yes. So... We love Wegmans. We live two miles from the Wegmans when we were in Alexandria. (laughs) And so Jenny knows that every week we shop at Wegmans and everyone thinks I'm crazy, (laughs) but I have food allergies and gluten-free and dairy-free and all this other stuff. And it's just easier for me to shop there. So yes, we do love the Wegmans. I do enjoy a nice glass of wine. There you go. And it's hard right now. You know, I just don't know a lot of people and I don't have a lot of time. (laughs) And, you know, like Jenny, my husband's also on sea duty. So we'll just, you know, this year is going to be interesting, but I love being with people. I'm an extrovert and it's hard to be working remote and Mm. be an extrovert. And so, I mean, I'm still very connected with my friends in Northern Virginia, But to your point, we're talking about, let's go to Mill Spouse Fest and let's see who else we're going to meet there that day. So, yeah. I love it. I mean, sometimes taking care of others or creating a community for others is a form of self-care, like being able to create that space. You know, we talk about on the show where, you know, even for me having these conversations with people for the community and in the community, it's a form of self-healing to know like, oh, there is a lot of support in this community and we're really not alone. And so, you know, sometimes that self-care is just being around people. And I absolutely love that. And a glass of wine is also <laughs> a good one as well. Even though I myself am not a wine drinker. I don't know what it is with wine, but I get hangover, hungover really quickly for some reason. But anyway, other than that, Julie, I feel like we covered a lot today in our conversation. I really want to 
thank you for your time. And also, even though I'm not physically there, welcome back to Virginia and welcome to Hampton Roads. And, you know, just really excited for all the events that are taking place. Any final thoughts or anything else you want to share, you know, to our community here at Holding Down the Fort? I would love to share a little teaser about our keynote speaker for our in-person events. And I'm super excited to announce Michelle Norman, who's 2019 Navy Spouse of the Year and Executive Director of Partners in Promise, is going to be traveling with the Mill Spouse Fest team to all of our in-person locations. So it kind of ties back to the story where we're talking about children and issues Mm. and education advocacy. How Michelle and I came to be connected is because my both of my children are twice exceptional learners, and she focuses on special education advocacy and military families. She helped get the bill sponsored here in Virginia to add military spouses to the state compact state council. Awesome. Jenny Lynn, did you know about this keynote speaker? I did. Back to that coffee at Wegmans. That's what Julie and I do for self-care sometimes. Yes. So I did. And I am, um, again, you know, looking forward to meeting her in person and creating more community there between Julie and and Michelle and, and the Mills Fast Fest team that's here. You know, grateful to continue to expand my network, not in a cheesy networking businessy kind of way, but just in a way that creates more community and more foundation for not only my own family, but other military families that move to this area. And then, you know, they get to take that feel of community and resources elsewhere when they go, because they will. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I feel like I got a lot from today's conversation. I feel extremely inspired and also excited to have a high probability to be there <laughs> after Rose by September 16. No promises, but high probability. Julie, like I said, thank you so much for your time. And Jenny Lynn, thank you for being persistent, you know, with the Mill Spouse team to be able to bring Julie here today to talk about the good work that they're doing. I mean, there's a reason why it took some time to get this conversation together because you all are just on, you know, you are just on the constant move. So we're glad to have spent a little time to discuss this and just really looking forward to sharing this with our community and hopefully getting more people to show up, be involved and feel like they have an extended family here at Mill Spouse Fest. All right. And with that said, thank you all so much for joining us. Remember, you can learn more about Mill Spouse Fest at millspousefest.com. It'll also be provided in the show notes here for you on this episode. And uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. We hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. Get access to our show notes and subscribe to our newsletter by checking out the details of this episode on your preferred podcasting platform or visit our website, holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. And while you're on holdingdownthefortpodcast.com, be sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or our YouTube channel. If you got a lot of value from today's conversation, kindly leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or leave us a recommendation on our LinkedIn profiles. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.